Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. Hola, mis amigos y amigas. Welcome to The Healthy Garden Podcast in episode number 67, Happening New Year 2024. And a happening new year it is going to be. 2024 has a lot of wild rides on tap in the economy, politics, culture, and even, unfortunately, war. All of these things we need to be aware of as citizens, but especially, even more importantly, as gardeners. The type of year that 2024 is looking to be is one filled with opportunities for gardeners, especially real, organic, healthy gardeners to pounce on their food gardens like never before. If you've listened to the show, you know that I follow the markets and the world economy pretty closely. From all of the input and chatter that I'm hearing, 2024 will be a year of big changes with new supply chain breakdowns that will affect the grocery store prices, gasoline prices, and even the prices on the stuff that they use in big ag that we don't use as healthy gardeners, fertilizers, pesticides, and herbicides. 2024, I believe, is going to be a pivotal year. We spoke on food security in our last episode. Food security is going to become more and more real every year moving forward. 2024 is the year that you guys and gals are going to want to be growing food and saving seed like never before, like your life depends on it, because it just might. We're not just making this stuff up either. Two of our least favorite entities on earth are making dire predictions for 2024. The USDA is calling out a meat production shortage and the UN is warning of a global hunger crisis. The UN, the United Nations, or as I like to call them, UN, because we should unsanction these people. It's time for the UN or UN to go. They are an unelected globalist front for the World Bank, the World Health Organization, and the World Economic Forum. If you don't know these entities, look them up. They got to go. Why are they calling for a global hunger crisis? That means global as in the whole world. And that means you. Okay? Why? Why do we not have enough food? It makes no sense. You put Norm and I in charge and we will feed the world. But these world leaders, they act useless, clueless, and helpless. But actually, they're not. They're just playing the money game with all of our lives. The other big thing that Norm and I want to point out in 2024 is health. We have both been blown away at the level of sickness that we are seeing this winter. Flus, colds, COVID, respiratory illness, heart disease, and cancer. Lots of cancer. People are sick. People are dying. Why? We believe that a lot of this has to do with the biological ramifications of COVID and how that wonderful bioweapon is morphing and changing its characteristics and making people sick while destroying their immune systems. We also believe that people who have taken any of the shots have 
weakened immune systems and that they need to be juicing and eating tons of fresh, real organic vegetables every single day, plus walking, exercising, meditating, praying, and turning off the death box of talking heads who are spewing lies and fear 24-7. What I just said may sound like fear-mongering, but it's not. It's the truth, the facts. This planet is way less healthy than it was pre-COVID-19 in every way, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. The earth is sick. We believe the sickness goes back to the ruling class, the banking and tech billionaire elites who run the whole game globally. They are getting richer and richer, and the people on earth are getting poorer and poorer in every way. Gardeners unite. We can help turn the tide in our own plots of land, and we can be the warriors of the real organic, real healthy revolution that shows everyone else that they can grow their own food. They can be their own biggest advocate when it comes to their health. 2024 is the happening new year, but it's up to us to determine what actually happens and what we don't let happen to ourselves and the people and the planet we love. Gardeners, you've got to get off the crappy bag soil you're buying. Cheap soil is bad soil. Besides making compost at home, you've got to supplement with compost from Malibu Compost or Number 2 Organics. Period. You need real farm-made organic compost from Number 2 Organics or real farm-made non-GMO organic and biodynamic compost from Malibu Compost. Tell your local retailer that you want it now and that nothing else will do. Capiche? The program you are about to hear is largely fiction, science fiction. We make no guarantees, however, how long it will remain fiction. Exploring tomorrow. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Happening New Year 2024. Being a year of change, this new year is also the beginning of several new format changes that we are adding to the show. We will still have many of the good old style shows that you've grown accustomed to, but we're also going to be adding interviews with some of the super cool people we know in the gardening and farming world. Plus, Norm and I are just going to sometimes dialogue together about the things that we think are important to talk about in the world of gardening. The last thing that's going to change here is that we're going to be doing lots, probably two to three times a week of five to 10 minute podcasts where you get quick hits on stuff like specific things to do in your garden. So as you can see, Healthy Gardeners, 2024 is going to be the year of change for the Healthy Garden podcast. So we're going to jump in to one of these new formats right now, the interview. And for our first interview ever, we're going to give... 
I think appropriately to you, one of my favorite persons on the earth, one of the best gardeners, one of the best composters that I've ever met, who also happens to be our producer and the love of my life, Norma Ritchie. So I think the first thing I'd like to do for the audience, because they know plenty about me, probably too much, um, is just say, ask you a little bit, like, you know, just give a little rundown for the audience about your gardening history and kind of, you know, where you're at. Sure, sure. So I was taking a course at the UCLA Gardening and Horticulture Program. And on the last day of a class, we had um, presentations due. And there was a woman who did a presentation on growing food in front of her home. And she showed pictures and a big slideshow and everything. And I was, I, I could not believe what I was watching. It was the most beautiful design of food that you can see in a front yard. And I was on the tip of my seat and when she was done with her presentation, I that was the end of the class, and then I ended up walking <laughs> her to her car. That's so great. <laughs> and wanting to know everything about her. Now you have a front yard everything. filled with food. Exactly. <laughs> so um, we became friends, and we, you know, we we kept each other's number. And I remember driving home that day, saying, "This is what I want to do. I mm. want to grow food." And I want to grow food for people and help them to grow. And I just know that this is what I want to do. So I ended up... Um, that's Actually, that's fantastic. It's that's, what happened. Yeah, I well, was so excited. I called, you know, Rebecca and told her and everything. So, um, so then what happened was I ended up uh, getting involved in the Master Gardener program. And I signed up for that. And I was waiting for the class to... For the course to start. And I found... A notice. I was living in the marina at that time in California, and I found a notice. Um, I think it was in the magazine or something of somebody who was looking for people for a new community garden in Venice. And I thought that's really great. It's right up the street. So I ended up um, answering that and going to the first meeting. And um, there was about maybe you know maybe nine other people who showed up and I met the person who found the piece of land and who got the um, the approval from the landowner to build a community garden there. Wow. And so he did a lot of that work and he was a um, an architect. He was a, a nice uh, landscape designer. So, and he lived right down the street from the garden plot as well, from the area. So I... Um, talked to him a bit about it and I told him, God, you know, I can help as much as possible because I have all this time and I'm okay with volunteering and I'm going to join the Master Gardener program. And he said, so am I. And so I said, wow. <laughs> so we ended up uh, joining, to, you know, basically on the same, in the first day of class together, but we all walked that day to the area and, you know, um, he had in his in his hand in his thoughts a design of about um, five about let me see how many fifty five raised beds in that mm. area. So I said that's perfect. That that'd be a great space. You can have you know four by eight beds. It was a six thousand square foot lot, and so um, we ended up starting that up. 
and that whole process. Um, I, since I had the most time, I was the most involved in getting that going. And I got all these other um, organizations involved to do volunteer work there. And, um, you know, so there was one point where we were digging deeply into the ground because we found out that there was uh, that there were soil tests that came out with high levels of toxins, with um, high levels of mm. lead and arsenic. Mm. And so they said that usually that's usually just on like the first five inches of, of you know the soil surface. So dig down deeper then, and maybe we can remove that inside the beds. And so we dug it. We dug down about a foot, and we took um, some more soil tests, and it came out worse. And so um, by that time, we decided mm. to check out the history of the land, and we found out that it was. Um, uh, it used to be a railroad that ran through that land. It was the small Abbott Kinney Railroad. And so... Over by Venice. Yeah, in <clears throat> Venice, a real small one there. So, And so, you know, they, they use all those toxins there on the, on the uh, you know, to keep from the From the wood the treatment, uh, from the herbicides, from, yeah. the, from the metals. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, right? So you, so you decide you're going to help grow food from this thing and then the next thing you know you are at a community garden which you're going to help be a big part of but now you've got toxic soil yes. so what'd you guys do right and so <laughs> we consulted we start that's when we started the master gardener program and we started meeting people who were involved in you know we we had we, we learned about you know the people who were the soil experts, the people who were, who were the fruit tree experts, the people, you know, at that time, you know, the people who I thought were the experts. So I consulted some in, of those. In quotes. Yeah, some of those soil experts and stuff. And they told us to do a bunch of things there. Um, so we, what we did is we dug down about two feet into the, um, into the plot, the each of the plots. And we ended up, taking that soil and putting it in the center of the community garden in a massive pile. It was 180 tons of toxic soil. That's amazing. And um, That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that is incredible. Yeah, it was, it was awful because <clears throat> I was thinking the whole time, there's got to be another way. <laughs> but I had no idea. So Make um, it go away, please. <laughs> exactly. So... So it came out, came down to where we had to get rid of the um, 880 tons of toxic soil. So I ended up going to the. There was a there was some street people um, doing the. They had the street open on Washington Boulevard, and it was right down the street from the garden. And so I went over there and I went and talked to one of the guys. So I told him since they have the street open, if they can take the soil that we have at our community garden and put it down into the street before they close it up. And so the guy said, sure. <laughs> and, and I couldn't believe it. So the day came where, you know, that he was going to come and take the, the soil away. And I was standing there next to 180 tons of toxic soil. And there was this complete quiet you know, there where I was just alone with that big pile. And I started realizing that this whole world 
um, has got this problem. It's got to with the way we've been living all these years. Absolutely. And, um, you Absolutely. know, it was just such a huge moment for me and such a big awakening. And that's where I decided that I was going to learn how to grow the soil naturally. Hmm. It's amazing like how all of a sudden we have these moments where it's just like these moments that are so big, they almost feel like out of body. So mm-hmm. let's, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we want to talk about what happened next. Friends, readers, gardeners, do you really know what you should and shouldn't be using in your garden? Or what is really in potting soil and why is it there? A Hundred Years of Deception, Why Gardening Must Change takes you from the invent of the chemical revolution to why we all have to get that stuff and all of this fake organic stuff out of our garden. Order your copy of A Hundred Years of Deception and Why Gardening Must Change on Amazon.com today. All right, so we're back. So we got the toxic soil out of the site. <laughs> this is just a little bit about me. <laughs> right. Yeah, Very this detailed. is turning into a novel. Um, so, so, so then I'm assuming what happened, because I know the story. You filled the beds with soil, yes. oh, yeah. and then you started growing yeah. food there. Yeah. Um, and it became, a, the Venice Community Garden became a, a, a success. A, a successful, very big success. Yeah, for successful community garden. Mm-hmm. And then, they're going to flash forward, then what happened? Well, you know, actually during the community garden, um, I, I started realizing that I had just a big passion for soil. You know, that was when I had started my big passion. And so I ended and up... And you guys also, by the way, had taken the Master Gardener course. Yeah. You guys had passed with flying colors. Yeah. You're done. You're growing this garden now. Yeah. Um, and so now you're finding out you love soil. Yes. And I wanted to do more regarding soil. And so um, there was a, a home that was, that was in Mar Vista called the Urban Permaculture House. And it, we called it the up house. And there was all these really great people who were living just off the land there. And um, I ended up going and helping with their composting system. And so I would go and I would help them turn the piles. I would, add, I would help them water the piles. And then we would take temps on the piles. And it was my first time that I ever started doing something like that related to compost. So... Um, I learned a lot there, and then uh, I wanted to get into permaculture, so I took a great permaculture course, and um, in that course, there were all these people who were, you know, specialists in their own league, like, you know, Brad Lancaster came one weekend Mm. regarding water, you know, um, there was these beautiful people who came, and um, one person came, and that was Elaine Ingham. Ah. And so I was, again, on the edge of my seat, flipping out with everything she said, just overjoyed. 
And even though still I didn't understand more than half of what she was saying, but I knew that that's what I wanted to get into. So it's, know, a, it's, a, it's amazing, right? So you, yeah. you decide, hey, you're coming out of UCLA, the horticultural you know, school there. And all of a sudden now you're flash forward almost five years and you're like <laughs> Elaningham, biology, microbes, mm. yep. exudates. Compost. Yeah, vermicompost. Yeah, and yeah. so... Yes, so... Um, everything I, changed. Everything changed, and it started there at the Venice Community Garden with that toxic soil and the, you know... So one of the women that I met in the permaculture course um, had a compost tea business, and I wanted to know more about it, and so I had her come and spray compost tea at all the community garden plots at the Venice Community Garden. And I loved what she did. And I told her that I could volunteer for her in her, in her business. And so every once in a while, I'd go during the week and I'd go with her on her sprays. And she was a garden designer and she'd give me like 50 bucks to go and spray with her. And I'd put a five, five gallon backpack sprayer on my back and go and spray <laughs> the plants that she installed, you know, with her. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot to talk about. And then we'd, we'd do microscope Fridays where we'd go into, the, um, into her garage and then we'd look at biology under the microscope. Did you see right away when you were using compost tea on on? in an area or on your plots because that was brand new so you're adding biology you're spraying tea yeah what'd you see oh my gosh i saw the biggest difference in the energy of that garden from when we when we walked in to when we were leaving it was even that quickly and it was kind of like the plants were waving to us (laughs) and then you know saying goodbye and that they were thrilled when we came back what an enormous difference in those gardens, I'm telling you. And it was only just a short after, short time afterwards that I noticed that. So It's a game changer, it, right? It was a huge game That's changer. That's exactly like yeah. what happened in my experience. A yeah. huge game changer. All right, yeah, so you and got she'd the do teas. it in her garden too. And I'd see every time I'd come every week, I'd go, wow. So now you've gone from master gardener who does tries to get as much as they can do with natural stuff, but still some chemical stuff, some mm-hmm. other things. Right. Now you're seeing the biological implications of what happens in a garden yes. with biology, with proper nutrient that is derived from compost. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky because um, I wasn't a gardener for a long time using all those NPK products. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and you know, I started out really thro- in the thrones of, you know, bio- biological. In the throes of the soil, right? Yeah, You're like I in mean, the soil and plus lucky. you had to like clear bad soil out and start coming in with good soil, then yes. building the biology of that yeah. soil. I mean, I wasn't going out and buying an MPK stuff. No. Right. So I started out early. You know, that's that so was great. great. That's great because you you didn't have the you didn't have the cheat where you were used to this you know Mm-mm. this fake quick no, hit that no. happens, but it's not a long term solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to shift gears for a second yeah. because I'm going to you're going to be on here talking a lot now that we're changing format, <laughs> right? So this is the big intro story to your whole thing. Today, you know, you're an orchardist, you're an organic orchardist, a real organic gardener, a real organic farmer. You call yourself a biological gardener and farmer. 
Um, those are all wonderful things. You, you know, uh, as people, I've mentioned it before, but you're a raw foodist. Um, you eat, you know, and prepare raw food. You're preparing and you grow a lot of, uh, of the food here at, at our place. Um, so what's the one thing in the garden for 2024 that you're going to do in your garden and on our urban farm that you're going to do that you're excited about for 2024? What is it? Greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Tell why. We're getting a greenhouse. I'm so excited. Um, I have all these microgreen trays, you know, these um, six, the, you know, the, the six packs. Um, we've got Boo's Beginning Seed Starter from Malibu Compost. I have tons of seed that are organic, non-GMO. That you've been saving forever. Forever in jars and in everything. So I'm excited to not ever buy another, another set of seedlings ever again from the nursery and just grow everything ourselves and save seed in the garden and replant those and use microgreens and do my seed sprouting in the greenhouse it's gonna be a whole life change. game game changer because yeah. you started seeds and speed trays and stuff yeah. you know but this is uh this is going to be on a much much larger level which is great and also we have the space to incorporate uh, not only the greenhouse, but like all the plantings, all the starts, everything that's mm -hmm. going to happen. And you have a diet that you've learned that using, which we'll talk, we'll have a, we'll talk about this because microgreens are a huge thing. Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, and how you use microgreens mm -hmm. in your diet and how you use the, um, the sprouted seeds, you know, yeah. in your diet, which Protein. is really, really important. Yeah. So um, with that, you guys, uh, happy 2024. Keep, Hang in here with the Healthy Garden Podcast. We have a lot of stuff that's going to change. There's a lot of great new things coming. And we're super excited about this yeah, year. And very. we want everybody to stay healthy, stay happy, stay awake, stay alert. And just remember every day to enjoy the garden. Enjoy the moment you get to be here. Just be here now. That concludes this episode of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true, organic, and healthy garden. Until then, happy and healthy gardening.